I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the Welcome. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at MavsMoneyball.com, and I am joined. As always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com, and lover of all types of dogs. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I do love my dogs. You love all kinds of dogs? Um, Even dogs that are in a pound? Yes. Why? Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. <laughs> Why? Why would you bring this up on the podcast? <laughs> I was so mad today. It's like, whatever, man. I had we had this um, event thing tonight, and uh, for to any watch. new listeners, Isaac is a Ravens fan. I am a Bengals fan. Somehow, somehow, we are both completely different fans of NFL teams that are in the same division. And the Bengals won today against the Dolphins. The Ravens lost to the Browns, and the Bengals are number one in the division now. Y'all were down by like seventeen points. Like it was seventeen, 17 up with like nine minutes left in the third quarter. Anyway, yeah, NFL like, action is what you guys subscribe to this podcast for. Yeah, I was mad because I was just like, you know what? If we have to lose, at least the Bengals are going to lose. And what? Nope. Y'all nope. didn't lose. And two, two defensive touchdowns. It was stupid. And I, I was so mad today. We lost to the Browns. Like, we lost how to do you, the Browns. How many teams can say that over the past like three years? The, you know? the Ravens lost to the Browns. And not only did they lose to the Browns, when they made the game-winning kick, they turned the kick, they, they cut to Hugh Jackson on the sideline, and he was putting up two. Like He was talking about how there was two seconds left on the clock during overtime when it was <laughs> the game-winning kick. He's such a bad coach. We... Um, Anyway, all right, today on the podcast, we are getting to our, uh, we're getting to 10 more predictions, 10 bold predictions about the Western Conference. This is not our board bets. This is not uh, other over-unders or anything that we do like that. These are just 10 bold predictions. We did 10 of them earlier for the Eastern Conference. This one is for the Western Conference. And Isaac, these ones were actually harder. They were because the Eastern Conference is just after you get past those like top um, three, three team. Yeah. It, it's just kind of like a crapshoot at that point, and trying to figure out stuff and picking players. So, like in the East, if you go back and listen to our pod, like you know, I'm talking about how I think Miles Turner's going to have this big year. Talking about like All Star stuff, um, you know, just different stuff like that. Well, in the West, not that it's like completely set in stone, but like I don't think there's going to be like a shocking All Star appearance. Like, yeah, like they what have if Damian Lillard misses the All Star game this year? That's I mean, not going to be shocking, you know? No. Like, there's nothing shocking, really, all-star-wise, um, that could happen uh, for me, like, realistically. Yeah. But, yeah, so it was harder just to look at it and say, what is the most shocking thing? Like, the Lakers finishing in the top four, is that shocking? Like, I guess, yeah, it'd be shocking, but it wouldn't be, like, the end of the world. And so there was a not, lot. That's a definition. That's not, that's not shocking, then. <laughs> Yes, that's why I didn't, yeah, that's why I didn't, like, put on, like, there's a, and and there's a couple of, like, shocking things that would be shocking that I would, I just wasn't ready to go to yet, like, I wanted to do 
Anthony Davis gets traded, but I just I can't get to that point yet. I don't think he he gets traded this year. Um, All right, you're. I need you to stop talking because you're killing some of my predictions. Okay, never mind. We're going to talk about that. Uh, the other half of the podcast might think he gets traded this year. Um, no. Anyway. Here, okay. So here's the here's the Anthony Davis one. Let's just get this one out of the way. This is one of my first ones. Oh, 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 I'm ready. My, my this, And these are bold predictions. These are just things that we think might happen. These are essentially opinions, things I that we're... Pre- if you pre- say he's a Laker, I'm all... No, no, projecting that'll happen. One of my bold predictions, Anthony Davis will make his trade demand by the end of next offseason. So I'm giving him from you know now till the end of the next offseason to up until... The, the, the crap this- kind of... Bold predictions that... That goes through next summer. We can't even judge this until this time next year so he's gonna make his trade demand that's a that's massive man I'm, i was giving it enough time i want i want you to say it's gonna happen before before the, the before the draft dread, before the sure before the draft before the finals are over. all right he makes it by the trade deadline <sighs> that's yeah that would be crazy that's I think that's the singular most. Um, I, I honestly I think this team is really bad. <laughs> yeah, it's so intriguing to see the different opinions on this Pelicans team this year because when I was at a, a practice the other day and there were um, you know a lot of different media people there, some pe- media people from out of town, and the Pelicans got brought up, and it was funny how like we were like split on. Some people, even some national guys, were like, "Hey, don't be counting out Anthony Davis and this Pelicans team." Like, like maybe Julius Randle, they think <laughs> they think he's gonna, you know, fit in well, and as long as Drew Holiday stays healthy. And then there's another half of it's like, "Oh man, Rondo meant too, way too much to that team," and banking on another year full, fully healthy year from like Drew Holiday and Anthony Davis. Like, that's just so like. I feel like there's two ends of the spectrum on how people feel about the Pelicans right now. So it's tough, but they're starting Alfred Payton at point guard. Yeah, he's horrible, but I do like Drew Holiday a lot. I do too, but he's also a very injured player. Last year was kind of like an outlier for him. Very true. Very true. I, I mean, I don't, I don't, I think they they slip out of the playoffs too. So I'm not arguing for that at all. But where Anthony Davis, man, it, it's so intriguing of like where his like career goes. Is this going to turn into, is this like turning into a LeBron Cleveland thing? Is it like already been a yeah. LeBron Cleveland thing to where now it's, it, now it feels like it's towards the end of that LeBron thing where they were just making moves just to like, you know, yeah. just to yes, try to does. make it yeah, happen. Let's bring it's in just Julius like, Randle. Let's trade for Mirtut. You know, let's let's just bring in. Let's try Jack for <laughs> Like they, you know, like Cleveland brought in Shaq and like all this. They're yes. just trying to crap to uh, please LeBron and stuff. Let's and, take but, a flyer on Alfred Payton and make him our starting <laughs> yep. one of our starting guards. So that's the way it's feeling. I hope it happens. I want him to because as soon as it happens, I feel like a lot of people think it'd be Boston uh, waiting to pounce on that and. I would love for Anthony Davis to go to the Boston Celtics. Just go to the East. I just want people to go East. Oh, get him out. Yeah, just get him out however he can. Yes. Now, if he went to the Lakers, that would be very frustrating. That would be something. That would be... Stop it, Nick. Yeah, it would just be wild. Yes, and they would be very good. So, that's your big first bull prediction. Anthony Davis requests a trade by 
The end of the season. End of the season, yeah. Well, yeah. by trade Cause deadline, because like, that's the only... Well, even at the end of the season, like, as far as, like, if they don't make the playoffs or something, it like, it comes out that he wants to be traded in the offseason at some point or something like that. Yes. Do you do you honestly believe that? Uh, I I believe that there's like a there's a there's a scenario where this happens. You know, like I mean, I, I guess when we're making the prediction, we think it we think it happens. Yeah, so. yeah. I think that there's there's a likely it, it's more likely than not. I think I I feel like, and I have no knowledge of the situation. I'm not project. You know, I don't know. I'm just like this is what I think could happen. Yeah. And okay. There's a lot of people that are upset that the media is pushing this narrative that Anthony Davis will request a trade demand, but it's because we've seen it so many times. We've just seen this over and over with these these teams. Like they they're on a team, and this the team is bad, and they're you know they try to make moves around them. They try desperately to make to bring another star, and they they try with Demarcus Cousins, and doesn't work out for whatever reason. They don't bring him back. Uh, Demarcus had the injury, obviously, so that was the reason with him, but. They try all these things, doesn't work. The player gets upset because he's in his prime. He's one of the best. I mean, he's probably the third best player in the NBA right now, right? Yeah, I mean, we're talking like top five best player. And when you look at those top five best players, they are making moves, empowered moves for themselves to compete for championships. Even the KDs. Like, even top ten players like Jimmy Butler are making a move right now. He's, he's yeah. We we talked about him. He's top ten, top fifteen. You know, like he's in that that yeah. range. He's not. You know, a he, you know, a bona fide top ten kind of guy. He's he's in there, and he's even making a power move. Kyrie Irving made a power move. Uh, yeah. Kawhi Paul Leonard, George, who was, Ka- Kawhi Leonard, I mean, who was in a good situation, made a power move. You know, yeah, guys can do this all the time, and it's just it seems like writing on the wall. So I don't, I don't hope you know bad for the Pelicans organization. You know, I hope that you know that fan base. It, it sucks that a player like that is, you know, on a team like he is and uh the team made the playoffs last year, you know? It's <laughs> Yeah. And they won around, right? They then they beat the Blazers. Oh, yeah, they swept them. And uh yeah, like it was it was a good team last year. Um but it just seems like they've lost some pieces. Their point guard spot is their guard rotation is not good. <laughs> Etwan Moore, let's go. Etwan Moore's playing three for them. He's starting at, at three for them right now, and then they're bringing like Ian Clark and Darius Miller off the bench, and they got these bigs. And I don't know. It's just, it just seems like a really bad situation. And I think other teams got better, and I don't think they they're one of them. I'm going to build off of this Pelicans playoff talk, and for my first bowl prediction, and and say, I think. Three new teams will be in the playoffs this year. Wow! In the Western Conference, that's big. So last year, let's just let's just remind everyone: last year's teams were the Warriors, the Rockets, the Thunder, the Jazz, the Blazers, the Spurs, the Timberwolves, and the who the last what was the last Pelicans. Team? Pelicans, yeah, yeah. So, I think uh, in my bold predictions right now. I think the Blazers, Timberwolves, and Pelicans all drop off. And I think the Lakers, Nuggets, and Dallas Mavericks slide in. The Lakers, the Nuggets, and the Mavericks? Yeah. Man. For for me, and I think my lock team, I think Portland is still good. I think I still have Portland as a lock. Yeah. Um, and then I have I have the Warriors, the Rockets, the Thunder, the Jazz, the Lakers, the Blazers, the Spurs. I feel like those are those are my teams. And then the last the last team to get in is like 
It's wild this this last this oh, last yeah. spot. If those are the teams which are locks, and that's the teams I think are, it's the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, the Clippers, the Nuggets, the Timberwolves, and the Mavericks that all feel like there's a scenario where they can come out and get that spot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, right now when you look at the West, I think there's five immediate locks, and that's the Houston, Golden State, um, Lakers, Thunder. No, Jim. stop. What Lakers are not a lock. To make the playoffs? I don't think they're 100% lock. I think they will. But I don't put them in the same 100% lock as Houston, Golden State, Utah, Oklahoma City, and San Antonio. Those five teams right there are oh, you put automatic San Antonio lock. in there. I See, I think San Antonio is a lock, too. I think those I five are automatic that. locks. There's, there's scenarios in which I see the Lakers not making the playoffs. And I think it, like... With LeBron... I think they do. I'm not, I'm just saying I don't put them as an automatic lock as a Utah, San Antonio, or something like that. I think that I have them. I just said that they make the playoffs as, as one of the three teams. But I just don't put them as an automatic lock. Yeah, we're, we're arguing about semantics. It's really nothing. Very true. So, those are my, the, I think there are three new teams. But I'm... For me to win this prediction, well, we're not even doing winning. For me, to I'm win. saying three. I'm th- saying three new teams. So yeah. I'll tell you the three teams I think they will be. But if there's another team that slides in there too, then okay. I just think there'll be three new ones. Yeah, that's a good one. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, more Western Conference predictions. Bold. We're getting bolder as they go. Coming bold. All right, one of my other predictions. I've well, I'll just throw this one out there because you kind of you kind of ruined it earlier. But uh, I think the Lakers will be top four in the West. Oh snap! Which is exactly what you said earlier. Never. That wasn't a bold prediction. Well, I was saying <laughs> you were boy, like going through. You're like, I think if Anthony Davis, you know, requests a trade, that's not bold. And then if the and we don't t- tell each other these lists beforehand, so that's what made it funny when yeah. you started going through your thing. You're like, see, if the Lakers make it the top four, that's not a bold prediction. And I had it like written down as one of my. <laughs> like if the Lakers finished fourth, my hot takes. If the Lakers finished fourth, I'm not like. I'm surprised, but I'm not like complete. I'm like, wow, okay, they did yeah, a little bit better well, than I thought. But you'd, ha- I don't know, you like if the if at the beginning of the season last year, you're like, oh, the the Trailblazers will finish third in the West. <laughs> that would be surprising. But then at the yeah, end of the yeah. year, but then at the end of the year, you go, oh, that's you know, not as impressive. Top four, so they're making, they're having a better record than. I'm higher on San Antonio the most, but let's just throw them aside for a second. Yeah. You're saying that they're going to finish higher than who? Wh- Either one, Utah, Utah or Oklahoma City. Yeah, yeah. I think Utah. I think they. I think Utah takes a little step back. Okay. I wanted to put them in some, one of my five bold predictions, but I just didn't know where to land on them because I was in one mind. I was like, yes, I think they take a step back. In another mind, I'm saying. I think Donovan Mitchell just keeps on rolling, and they're fine. I the the two mindedness thing is definitely big in these because I have I think I have two bold predictions that like contradict each other. Uh oh. Um, because I was just looking through them, and man, there's just the Western conferences. It's it it could be like last year where it was one game between like three different teams. It can just be so close. Nick, give me thirty. I'll give you thirty seconds. 
in your Lakers love to exp- and to give your sales pitch of why the Lakers will be a top four team. The Lakers will be a top four team because they have the best closer in basketball right now. They have <laughs> they have LeBron James. That's it. How can you? How I don't. Okay, answer why you laughed at that and. Try to give it in an honest answer where it's not like LeBron is terrible. Remember in the 2011 finals when okay. he was terrible. Okay, yes, in that the was GMs, now seven years the G- ago. In the GM survey, yeah, they they were asked who get who's the one player that you would want to take the last shot at the end of a game, and they said Kevin Durant and Steph Curry was one and two, and LeBron is three. LeBron's never been my pick for it to close out any game like that. It's it's just never been that. Like, get if you're saying, hey, game seven, fourth quarter, who would you rather have, Kobe or LeBron? I'm taking Kobe. Like, Kobe has that it factor. I'm taking obviously I'm taking MJ. Like, LeBron has this great overall game for sure. But I don't know if you can. I just don't know if you can. If, if he holds that title right now, I, does he see the best player in the world? Yes, he is the best player in the world right now. But I can't give him that title as the best closer. I'd go with Steph or Katie on that. There, how many times during the season have we seen him do that crazy? Remember that shot against the the uh, regular, regular season is a little different. Though. That's what we're talking about. Is regular season? They're gonna finish top. Oh, four. Okay, okay, yeah, yeah. Good point. Good Come point. on, you're blinded by your LeBron hate. Yeah, I'm not blind. I said he's the best player in the world right now. Right now, right now, right now. <laughs> so I, I just think I think LeBron is. My dog just closed the door. <laughs> He's not what trying, do you credit it to more, to the step of the youngsters or the addition of the vets? I mean, the addition of the vets is including LeBron. <laughs> no, no, count LeBron. I mean, but he is. Uh, I think Rondo's going to be good for them in the sense that, and, and I tried to answer this as quickly as possible because I know everyone's groaning at their groaning at their computer. Rondo is still a quality NBA player. He's a, you know, it's obviously a terrible teammate in Dallas. Y'all are really going to start him over Lonzo, ain't you? Oh man, I really hope not. Um, but if they, but if they don't and they, they decide to do the right thing, then like last year, the Lakers backup point guard was Tyler Ennis and he was terrible. Absolutely terrible. That's an improvement on that. The Lakers won 38 games last year. And or 35 or 38 games last year, um, the, the young guys are all a little bit better. They're all the next step better. When you bring LeBron James onto a team, Brandon Ingram was getting the best wing defender on him every single game, and now he's not because LeBron is going to get that guy. It just it takes pressure off and it goes down all the way down the line. I'm kind of I'm kind of worried about Brandon Ingram though. I know I've only I've sporadically watched uh, the Lakers in the preseason, but in just a few minutes that I have watched uh, Lakers preseason basketball, I'm kind of worried about Brandy Ingram. You watched I just a ho- few minutes? I did. Well, you no, watched, I watched a few him. minutes of preseason basketball, and you're worried about a player. I am. I just. I, did you see the other night when that guy, when that guy uh, from the Clippers tried to inbound that ball? No. It <laughs> wasn't the Clippers game, or was it the Nuggets? I think it was a Nuggets game where Brandon Ingram is is there's. I think there was four seconds left or something like that. There was not a lot of time left on the clock. It was in the fourth quarter. And this guy had to inbound the ball. 
and Brandon Ingram was standing in front of the guy, and he attempted three or four times, and Brandon Ingram either kicked it or swatted it out of bounds every single time. This dude could not inbound the ball to save his life, and it's on the sideline, so he's not allowed to like move back and forth or anything. Brandon Ingram's just there. Yeah. And the last time he threw the ball in, Brandon Ingram st- stole it, went all the way down the lane, and scored a bucket to put the Lakers up. Like He has these flashes and these moments of just he has this incredible length, and that I, I think he's going to be really good. I just, I really, I, I like I him. believe in him, and I, I am on his island. I just want him to get the opportunity. He's the That's, second. He's the second best player on the team <laughs> right now. True, true. I think sometimes Rondo probably thinks he will be, but yeah, I just Ron, want him to. They, get they played shot. without LeBron the other night, and Rondo is just hunting assists the whole night. I'm like, this is a preseason game, bro. He had, I think it was in the third quarter, he had zero points and ten assists. <laughs> Oh, Rondo. That's Rondo for you. All right, so enough that's, Lakers talk. That's Rondo um, without LeBron. Well, it's part of the podcast. No, but. I know, I know, I know. Um, uh, okay, so give me another one of your bold predictions. Bold prediction. The San Antonio Spurs finish in the top three of the Western Conference. Okay, so here's my Spurs one. The Spurs will win 50 games this year. <laughs> yes. I'm high on the Spurs, too. Um, I'm not sure where like the Lakers-Spurs thing will finish out. Um and, oh, I would gladly take you up on the bet that the Spurs would finish higher than. The I just Lakers. said I don't know where it will end up. I don't really. I know, feel. but if it comes to that point to where you do figure it out, that can be a board bet later on. But okay, so give me your your reasoning for the Spurs. Um, I mean, just the main the main thing of one. I'm okay. So we're saying this before we see the results of uh, Dejounte Murray's MRI yeah. on his knee thing, and so we assume- also have to mention that Lonnie Walker is going to be out six to eight weeks too. Yeah, I think that okay. So I'm super high on both of those doesn't guys. Hurt I think, as, the Lonnie Walker thing doesn't hurt as much, but he was going to be a rotation player for them. Yeah, and he's going to be back. I mean, six to eight weeks, he'll be fine. But the Murray thing, we'll see how that thing shakes out. But assuming full health, you know, for the most part of the season, you know, you just look at last season and say that hey, they won 47 games last year without you know without Kawhi for the most part, and they swapped out you know nothing from Kawhi. They pretty much swapped out Danny Green. And Kyle Anderson for uh, for Demar Derozan, and I think it'll work out fine. I think and Jakob Pertl, <laughs> Jakob Pertl, um, is is Jakob Pertl the perfect Spurs player or what? <laughs> yeah, he fits their thing perfectly. Uh, Bellinelli's back. He you know he logged some good minutes for Philly last year. Like I said, I like their young guys. Uh, Zachel and them were just you know raving about the. Um, the hype around Derek Derek White for them, you know, coming out of their camp and all this stuff, and so like I I don't know I'm I just I think people are overlooking them as this hey they got rid of Kawhi and they get Demar Derozan and people are making the mid range jokes and all this different stuff and it's, I just think they'll just be a basketball games I just think there will be an added motivation behind them yes. from everybody yeah. involved of the Spurs side of hey we can't win without Kawhi from Demar Derozan pissed off that Toronto gave him up and I just think there'll be an added motivation from everybody and yeah Derozan I mean, is going to try to score fifty in at least two games this season. <laughs> The in Toronto and versus Toronto, <laughs> uh, but the, uh, the Spurs have so they you know obviously like everything Isaac just said. Kawhi Leonard didn't play very many games for them last year, and they still won forty seven games. And they have solid like a solid eleven NBA players plus like three wild cards in Lonnie Walker with the injury, uh, Derek White that you just mentioned, and Quincy Pondexter that they just added. He hasn't really done anything in two or three years, but 
added to the Spurs roster their development. I, who knows, you know, what he could be. But yeah. they have really solid players. Still, LaMarcus Aldridge is an all-star. DeMar DeRozan was an all-star. Uh, Deontay Murray, hopefully his injury, we're, we're crossing our fingers that he's going to be okay. Pau Gasol, Jakob Pertl, Rudy Gay, Davis Bertans, Dante Cunningham, Marco Bellinelli. Bryn Forbes was a, a rotation player for them. Um, Patty Mills, I think I mentioned. But they, they just have, like, guys. You know, they have a lot of yeah. depth. Where we're going to talk about some of these other teams, like the Denvers, like, you know, Minnesota. Like, I mean, the Mavericks are kind of like that, where they just don't have the depth. If one of their guys goes down, they're just going to – I mean, it's going to be a big problem. The, the Pelicans are a team like that, where if one guy goes oh, down, ooh. they're really just going to be screwed. Whereas the Spurs, you don't have to, to worry as much about that. Do you, you wonder – with the Spurs, now that both Parker and Janelle, my dog went outside, out, out of the office, and then he just poked his head back in to look to see if I was still here, and then he, <laughs> he went back out. But do you wonder without now Parker, Ginobili, and Duncan, which, no. by the way, they're still paying Duncan and Ginobili, if they lose a little bit of something in the locker room-wise? No, because... And, they're, and plus they're... the Kawhi thing just happened. Because they're around all the time. Like anything I ever see about the Spurs, it, <laughs> Duncan, Duncan is there. like hanging around. Like Ginobili, well, they're still paying him. They're like still Ginobili's paying gonna, too. like he's gonna be around too. So like, yeah, Parker's gone, but I don't know. Like you read mixed things about like the locker room even liking Tony Parker. So like, um, I don't know <laughs> that stuff. I don't. That doesn't affect me at all. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think that they, they're still paying those guys. I think they're going to be around a little bit. You saw Manager Nobly joining the HEB commercial. <laughs> uh, I think they're going to be good. I think they'll still be good. They're a lock for me to make the playoffs. So, All right, let's take another break. When we come back, more of our bold predictions because they're not hot takes. They're bold takes. Yes. All right, another one of my predictions. I've already talked about on this podcast a little bit, but I just want to go on the record. The Dennis Schroeder experiment will fail dramatically with the Thunder. Ooh. I think there's going to be some kind of big thing that happens with them, some kind of crazy thing, him and Russ you know, fighting in practice or just something to that effect that we're, that's going to come out of the Thunder um, camp because I, just, I don't see that ending well, for, mostly from Schroeder's side because he's going to think that he's better than Westbrook. and you know, There's just going to be this something there. I, you know, I, I'm completely opposite on it. I think this will be the uh, the best move for Schroeder's career, and I think this this will help propel his uh his role in the league moving forward. I think he'll have a shot at at a six man type of role. I mean, a six man award role, or he, I think he finishes in the top like six to eight in that award, whatever it is. I think it works out fine. You know I'm high on OKC, and it has a lot to do with uh, him leading that second unit. And I think he can play off the ball with Russ. My prediction, I don't think he can play off the ball with Russ. I think he can. At all. I don't think so. <laughs> What's he going to do playing off the ball with Russ? He's going to take spot-up jumpers? Yeah. <laughs> He's going to take spot-up jumpers? <laughs> Look up his synergy stats, Isaac. What do his synergy stats say about spot-up jumpers? Is he... Is he closer uh, with Synergy than Dennis Smith Jr.? <laughs> Stop. I cannot mention Dennis Smith Jr. on this podcast anymore, apparently. I, which I don't understand at all. I don't, Please I never defend t- me for like one minute. Just I don't understand. <laughs> I, I, it's weird that people think you hate Dennis Smith Jr. because it makes no sense to me. You've, I don't take you as that at all. <laughs> and Isaac thinks I hate everybody. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> um every yeah, non-laker yeah so I, I think the dennis schroeder thing 
I don't think he gets traded or anything. I just think that it doesn't end well. We've we've seen a couple things, you know, with that Thunder organization not end well. The the Reggie Jackson thing didn't go well. Um, obviously, the, you know, the Durant thing happened. There's just something about playing with with Russell Westbrook that worked with Paul George <laughs> for some reason. Maybe Westbrook turned a corner. Uh, and my prediction aside, I do think that the Westbrook injury does help Schroeder. You know, like he's going to come in and. You know, kind of play substitute teacher a little bit with Russ out and, and play that role. And So um, how can this prediction be, like, judged? Something crazy has to happen. It has to be some sort of falling out where maybe not a Jimmy Butler level where he demands a trade, but, like, he, we see him, like, get DNP CDs. You know, or, just, or, like, he's all of a sudden out of the rotation or they try to trade him or there's rumors coming out that they they try to trade him like the, he pulls like a Derrick Rose and it's like oh he just left the team and he's like yeah something like something. that I think something like that that's one of the crazy things that I think will happen this year because lord knows we had a ton of crazy things happen last year I mean Kawhi Leonard if if, if he pulls a Kawhi Leonard you know something like that where he has an injury and he milks it you know like something crazy yeah. I don't know uh, but I, I do hope you're right though I hope that this is good for his career because I hope that he succeeds and all that but so my third my third big uh bold prediction before the trade deadline the clippers trade for an all-star Ooh, i think the clippers will try to get ahead of the curve Should we do the all-star within the last two years (laughs) within the last two years because we did that for our board bets last year and isaiah thomas got traded (laughs) we had to count it it. we had to count it even though he was nowhere near an all-star um, I think the Clippers will try. Didn't count. <laughs> he didn't count. And Isaiah Thomas did. Uh, I just think so that dumb. they will try to get ahead of the curve, and they uh, will want to try to get somebody uh, heading into free agency next summer uh, to pitch to the free agents. The thing about this one, you could be right in the next like twenty four hours. I know. <laughs> This one could pay off early. This is like um, the uh, the Dwayne Wade will remain a Cav one. Or the or Carmelo the, one. The Carmelo will stay a Nick board <laughs> bet we made last year. Um, I don't know who that is. Is it Jimmy Butler? Is it Kawhi Leonard at the trade deadline? And, you know, if Toronto implodes or something and just not working out or they think he's still going to leave or something. Um, or it could just be a random star that we don't know about yet that they make a move for it. They get some type of all-star before the trade deadline packaging some of their, you know, young players, their vets. And yeah. And they walk into free agency next summer pitching to the free agents. Hey, we have blank all-star come sign here. That would be fun for the Clippers. Yeah. I wish I, I would like to make the, uh, the Clippers will be in Seattle. Bold prediction. That would be, <laughs> <laughs> because be if crazy. they don't get anybody, I feel like that's kind of going to be their their plot in life. Yeah, I would like that. I know we need a team in Seattle again. the The Durant wearing the Sean Kemp jersey in Seattle was so yeah. so much nostalgia. It was awesome. All right, I think we have one more each. Do you have one more? Or two more? No, two more. All right, you give one more, and then I'll give my last one. Um, yours might be evolved around this. CJ McCollum. Finishes the year on a different team. Ooh. See, I did this one in the East where I did the the uh, the Wizards will blow it up. Okay. That was my that was the one I think will happen with the guards. Because it always seems like we, we lump all these teams with multiple guards together. <laughs> yeah, so this obviously plays into, you know, when I said Portland's going to, you know, miss the playoffs. Yeah. So this kind of works with this one. 
Um, the only problem with this is if they trade CJ McCollum and they keep Damian Lillard, they're not going to trade McCollum for like picks and younger package. They're going to want to try to get a win now type of package. So I, I'm just going to throw a couple of teams out there. Two teams that immediately come to mind for me with CJ McCollum is the Milwaukee Bucks and the Philadelphia 76ers. If they, if Philadelphia came at him, came at Portland with the offer of, Hey, Fultz, Covington, you know, Sarge, that whole thing for Kawhi, you know, and your McCollum get you the Kawhi package. I don't know, but here's the thing. If you look back as, as Philly and say McCollum, Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, how much, you know, how do you view that going forward? Um, so it has to depend on how folds plays this year for the most part. And then Portland, you know, is that a win now enough package to help? If, so if you're Philly, then you have Redick, McCollum, Simmons, Covington, and Embiid. Yeah, that's nice because that's a lot of spacing. That's a lot of spacing for Ben Simmons with those two those two guys and McCollum and Redick. So, um, the Milwaukee thing, my whole thing with that has been the same all along. Like it's kind of like Minnesota. You got to go out and get your third, you, you get your second guy to. Yeah. Uh, to your superstars. Minnesota's so. like, we just did that. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, even if they, um, you know, could they pull, could Milwaukee pull off a, a deal that does not include Chris Middleton? You know, obviously not Giannis, but like in some type of package around, you know, Bledsoe and Thon Maker and whatever, Brogdon or whatever it is. Yikes. Yikes. But, <laughs> uh, yeah. I know. I don't think they could. So, pretty much, could, would you, would you entertain something with Middleton and McCollum? Stuff like McCollum that. is kind of weird because he's you know he's probably never gonna be like an all star, but he's kinda, I don't know he could he could be an all star in the East. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. He's never gonna be an all star where he is right now. Sure, <laughs> but he could be an East all star. So he's him and like Bradley Beal are kind of in this like weird area where they're it's hard to try to evaluate them because if you add a guy like McCollum to your team, are you saying this is your second superstar? You know because he's already on a team with a superstar <laughs> and it's yeah i guess it's counting right now i get you know they're winning games i guess uh and they're they're you know they were third in the the west last year we already kind of qualified that earlier it's just it's interesting because he's not like this huge win where you're you know the, the timberwolves last year they get jimmy butler you know that was like a huge win for them or you're the thunder yeah. and they get paul george you know that's that's a huge win for them or cj mccollum is i don't know you got. I mean, he, is, like, could he ever be the second best player in a championship team? I don't know. He could. It just depends on his role. Like, if he goes to another team that has a star point guard, then you're like, oh, well, it didn't work with Dame. Why would it work here? But what if he goes somewhere like, I'm just like, what if he goes somewhere like Detroit for like Drummond or something? You know, like, and it's complete. They need a point guard, and they don't have a point guard. And he runs this either a point or off guard or something like that, and. Portland gets a big man, really switches their systems up and all this different stuff. So my whole thing, I just think Portland, it's just ran dry. And I think that they will like do fine off out of the gates, but they'll realize really quick and be like, hey, we just we don't want to go down this whole route again. And he finishes year on a different team. Interesting. All right, my last one will surprise all the people that think I hate the Mavericks. <gasps> the Mavericks will finish and this is more an indictment on the other team than the Mavericks but it is also pumping up the Mavericks too the Mavericks will finish the season with a better record than the Minnesota Timberwolves ooh 
I like that one. The Minnesota Timberwolves is a complete garbage fire right now. There is all yes. kinds of turmoil. The the executive, the uh, the president of, of uh, basketball operations slash coach in Tom Thibodeau is feuding like almost openly with the the owner and going against his wishes and trying not you know basically tanking the trade negotiations with. Jimmy Butler wants to keep and wants to save his job, all this stuff. He's probably going to get fired at some point. This se- this season is just going to be a complete, utter ish show. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. <laughs> um, Tibbs is a sitting duck at this point. And it's kind of, the writing's kind of on the wall for him, too. We've seen this over and over again. We've seen this with all – honestly, all these dudes that have been the executive slash coach. Doc Rivers, Stan Van Gundy. Who have we seen other places? Um, oh gosh! I, don't know. I mean, Doc Rivers had to let go. Finally, let go of that thing, and he saved that franchise. So he was a he had the clout to be able to stay there. We've seen Stan Van Gundy get fired. Um, did I don't think anyone else had that that kind of power. Somebody's probably yelling at their their podcast listening device right now and yelling. Oh, at me, oh my gosh! You forgot. You about forgot this guy. I don't remember. Um, and do you remember how many wins? Budnizer in Atlanta. Oh, I was think I was thinking Atlanta in my head, but I yeah, didn't, that didn't work out. Had that. Um, I mean, they won sixty games that one year, but yeah. Well, um, do you remember how many wins the Timberwolves had the year before last? So the year before they added Jimmy Butler. Oh gosh, well I predicted that they would be a top four team in the West last year, and I said that it would be a twenty one difference. And I remember some people were like, "Oh my gosh, you're doing twenty it, wins," and it almost was. So well, yeah, it was. So I remember it was close. Thirty one wins. That's wild. So who, think, well, I don't know what you attribute that to. So they that year was the year where it was Zach Levine, Andrew Wiggins, and Carl Anthony Towns show. Then they add you know Taj Gibson, obviously Jimmy Butler, um, second year of Thibodeau. So you have all these different factors where every, every, that they were kind of the darling of everybody, you know, coming out of the West. Do they go back? Do they regress back to where they were before, or we get to see how much of it was actually Jimmy Butler? Uh, and they were pretty good with Jimmy Butler last year. Like they were better oh, with Jimmy good. Butler than without, as they should have been. You know, <laughs> pretty. And we much, gotta see. Pretty normal. We gotta see what they get back for Jimmy Butler, also. So. Right, because this could be a this could be a Spurs thing where they get DeMar, like a Demar Derozan type back, and you're like, oh yeah, okay, so they actually have that's a established talent. Or even if they do pull off a trade with Miami and they get a James Johnson, Josh Richardson, Bam type of thing, and they get these really like these good role players, and Cat takes that next step, like, and all of a sudden you have a bona fide superstar with all of these like good role players around him, like these Josh Richardson, James Johnson, and you know, will Wiggins ever take that step and like all that stuff? <laughs> you so hope like. He does. I, I do I hope he doesn't, and then ends up on the Mavericks and does. <laughs> um, so anyway, I like that prediction. I agree with that prediction because I think the Mavericks slip in as the eighth seed, and I have Minnesota falling out. Yeah, and talent aside, I think it being a garbage situation is the biggest factor in this because we've just seen over yeah. and over again these situations that are that are terrible and garbage and don't have a consistency of winning. So like the Spurs organization was kind of like that last year with the Kawhi situation, but. They've handled their business before and done this. The, the, this Timberwolves team has not, and their coach is not going to be there. <laughs> not going to be there yeah. probably. Um, so that that's going to play into effect a lot. All right, my last bold prediction, and it's it's fairly bold. I'm ready. Your bold predictions have been way more bold than mine. You've taken, you've taken way more risks. 
But this is off the wall, though. This is a random bold prediction. Okay. All of the player main awards will come from the Western Conference. Wow. The MVP, Rookie okay. of the Year, Most Improved Player, Sixth Man, and Defensive Player of the Year will all come from the Do you the have West. ideas for all of them? Um, for the mo- One, I, d- I left off coach because I think Brad Stevens wins it this year. But just ideas, rough ideas. Uh, MVP, I mean, the obvious ones. LeBron, KD, but, Harden. I mean, if the Mavericks make the playoffs, though, Coach of the Year goes to Carlisle. Uh, I don't think that always happens. You know? Uh, I guess it didn't happen with Thibodeau. If Boston if Boston wins close to seventy games, that if they win Jeez. over sixty, and they're the one seed, whatever. Um, all right, MVP the norm the normal ones. Rookie of the year, we both think. Doncic or Aiton. Aiton's looked real. Aiton's I the games that we've been able to watch, the, most of their games I feel like are not televised, but he's he's put up numbers and he's been good. Uh, we think Luca wins that uh, defensive yes. player of the year. Uh, Gobert or Draymond. So then you start looking at most improved play. Or DeAndre. If the uh, Maver- De- okay, if you think the Mavericks make the playoffs, there has to be a reason why they make the playoffs. There has to uh, be something. AKA where- Rookie of the Year, Luka Doncic. Okay. So that's your the- one thing. I'm, well, yeah. I mean, okay. Now, I will say this, and you call me home or whatever. I think if that's the case, and they're the a- if they slip into the A seed, I think Dennis Smith Jr. could be in the conversation for most improved. Most player. improved. Okay, so there's another one. So at least a conversation. Like, but they don't have to be in conversations in you know, in really any of any of these for the most part. I mean, OKC was the fourth seed last year, and well, you look at a team they, like the Jazz. And I think there are a lot of correlations between the, what the Mavericks want to be and what the Jazz were last year. They got a, a young superstar that was you know should have been probably Rookie of the Year, could have been Rookie of the Year. And Donovan Mitchell, and then you have the defensive stalwart and Gobert. You know where the Mavericks could could have something like that. Yeah, yeah. It has to be a couple different like awards that they're up for. I think. So then you look at six man and most improved player. Six man's always just let's throw it out there. I mean, if yeah, Lou, Lou Williams, Williams still again. continues his thing, you know, he's still in the West. Maybe this and- is the year Iguodala gets it. You know. <laughs> Is it? Yeah, can Iggy get it? Will Eric Gordon get it? You know, if he comes out the mid, Melo. No, just kidding. Um, <laughs> I'm a, obviously I'm a believer in Dennis Schroeder. If that thing works yeah, out to yeah. the best of its he ability, be sure. like uh, and all that stuff. So then you look at most improved player. Rose. <laughs> He's starting. Um, oh gosh, yeah, he is. See that? That go back to my my Minnesota thing. They started Jeff Teague and Rose together. Um, so, and most improved player, man, that's, that's, that's difficult because normally that most improved player would goes to a player that like gets a lot of minutes, catapults themselves Uh, into a top like 10 player conversation. The media favorite right now is, is, uh, Deontay Murray. That was my pick last year, but like that wasn't nowhere close. Maybe a year too early. Maybe a year ahead of the curve. I was a year too early, but I, I, I obviously love Deontay Murray, but you know, you look at the years past, you look at, like, Giannis. I mean, these are, like, big time. Does Murray take that big of a leap? Does he take an Oladipo-type leap? That's, I mean, that's where we were last year with Oladipo. Look at this step he took. Yeah. It was Porzingis before he went down. Who can play at that level of play? Is it a Nikola Jokic? That, does he up his game and up his defense a little bit? And if he gets Denver to, like, the fifth seed or something like that when they didn't even make the playoffs – I could see him getting that, you know, like getting that award possibly. Mm. Got so, changing the narrative on yourself. 
changing my narrative on no, no, him. Uh, Jokic changing the narrative on himself, becoming a you uh, know, better defensive player. It worked for Harden with the MVP, where he's yeah, you know, all of a sudden we see him start trying on defense, and that all of a sudden flips in some people's minds. Yeah, so that's um, yeah. I mean, I'll just just to make you smile a little bit. If the Lakers finish in the top four and Brandon Ingram really bust out, yeah. He could, he could be considered for that. I'm just saying there's some candidates in that, you know, in that category. And we throw Dennis out there because we think he's going to improve shooting a lot and, you know, scoring. If if some of these people like Jeff Skin Wade and stuff that think he's going to lead the team in scoring, if that if he leads the Mavericks in scoring, ups his, his all of his shooting percentages and he leads, you know, helps lead to the Mavericks to the playoffs, then yeah, he could be right there for that sure. award also. So so yeah. Bold prediction. All of the main player awards goes to Western Conference players. Last question for you. Which one of those main, and you've already mentioned coach of the year, but which one of those are most threatened by a player in the East? Um, ooh. Because MVP doesn't seem like there's there's really anybody. You could, you could make Besides a Besides Giannis. You can make a Giannis and Kyrie, maybe. If Giannis takes that huge step, a LeBron type of step of like a top two, three team in, in the – in the East, and he's crazy, like near the triple double thing. What then, about Kawhi? If like the Raptors return back to the top of the East, and they they would have to be the one seed, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They would have to be. I mean, they'd have to win sixties, you know, games yeah. or something like that. Like they would just have to be really good. Um, neither of the Sixers guys, I feel like, could get in the MVP conversation. They kind of cancel each other out, like the you know, like the Warriors guys do. Kind of like Boston. Rookie of the year, you're looking at. Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, at that point, <laughs> you just go down the line of like Colin Sexton, which I don't know. No. Um, uh, Miles Bridges. Mm, I don't think he is like rookie of the year. I mean, material. in the in the conversation, Trey Young. I mean, Kevin Herter. <laughs> Mari Spellman. Are we naming? No. Are we naming Hawks rookies at this point? I think the biggest one uh, for me would be most improved player. Because there's some candidates that could yeah. take their game to a whole new level as far as like what if Jason Tatum takes another like quantum leap like yeah. into like a Paul George category of he's in that Jimmy Butler Paul George, you know, category at the end of the season. What if Aaron Gordon finally just like yeah. goes nuts and leads Orlando to the playoffs and becomes this this guy? Um you know, you fill in the blank of who could, like, I could see one of those type of dudes, but yeah, like somebody on the Nets has a Dinwiddie type season, you know, where he just comes out of nowhere and starts playing super well. Six man's are so hard to predict, also because you know you just never know. Like JJ Redick, what if Philly finishes like yeah. one or two in the East and he's freaking like Lou Williams lighting it up? Like and he's he's been coming day. off the bench in preseason. They've been starting Fultz and. Covington and Simmons and Sarich and Embiid. <laughs> they've been starting yeah. the young guys, and they've been bringing uh, uh, Redick off the bench. Fred Van, v- Van Vliet also with the six-man, too. Tyreek Evans. What if he has another big year? Yeah. And he comes off the bench in Indiana, and they're like a top-four team, stuff like that. So there's definitely you know candidates in the East that will give these awards run for the money. And the likelihood of the West running through all of these awards is not very uh, likely. But... I was like, you know, this is a fun prediction, and I'll go with it. It was fun. It, it got it got good conversation. So there you go. All right, guys, go to the at Locked On Mavs Twitter account. We got all kinds of polls from our player previews. 
Um, we're doing all kinds of polls with our over-under. So I'm just going to keep adding to that, I think. Um, yeah, I'm going to keep adding to that as we do them. We still have some more player previews we got to do eventually. Um, so we'll run through some of those. Uh, we might... And, but go and ahead depending and on, on when, those. Depending on when you listen to this, the Mavericks uh, play Monday morning at 7 o'clock Central Time. Oh, yeah, we didn't even mention that at the top of the show at all. <laughs> Uh, so, if you listen to this before 7 o'clock, the Mavericks are about to play their second and last game in China. If you're listening to this after probably like 9 o'clock, the Mavericks have already played. And we will talk all about that game for Tuesday morning's podcast and all of that stuff. So, And we're also going to do a live stream on Tuesday night uh, at some point. So, be on the lookout. You know, Subscribe to my YouTube, my Twitch. Um, and follow my Periscope and put the notifications on so you know when we go live. So you can get in there, ask some questions. The last one went awesome. Uh, yeah. We had a lot of responses, a lot of talking back and forth. It was really, really awesome to see everybody get in the chat. People from all different countries, people from Slovenia, Australia. Uh, what other Portugal. And- Portugal, yeah. I'm <laughs> all over the place. Puerto people Rico. Coming in. Oh, yeah, Puerto Rico, too. So many people at work that were yeah. <laughs> commenting on, like, I'm hiding from my boss. I'm... Yeah, it was really it's super cool that in our second live stream, second time we even rolled with this thing. If we really wanted to, we could just sit there and take questions and comments the whole entire hour. Yeah. But uh, but we do a whole podcast through that, and we talk about our whole topics we're going to talk about while still also taking questions and comments and all that stuff too. Yeah, so go get in on that. Uh, this one will not be during work hours. It'll be <laughs> at night at some point, so you'll be able to get in on that. So there you go. That's what we got coming up on Locked on Mavs. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Locked on Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Top six again last week. Thanks for Coon Squad.